0: Hi, this is Ask Mom RN, with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. The great pumpkin is coming. The great pumpkin is coming. Okay, well, not really, but Halloween is coming. It's almost Halloween, and this is the time of year when fall is all around us. We're all enjoying our pumpkin spice everything, and we get to have the excitement of seeing our kids dress up and have fun, and, you know, some of us dress up, too, if we're going to Halloween parties or getting together with friends. It's just a fun time of the year. And Halloween is a favorite holiday among a lot of kids because they get to use their imagination and become whatever characters they can dream of or whatever their favorite you know, TV show or movie characters might be, and they get to have a lot of fun with their friends and go trick-or-treating or go to Halloween parties, and they get, of course, candy. Candy's the big deal at Halloween, and it's kind of funny. It's the one time of the year when we let our kids take candy from strangers. I mean, aren't we always teaching them not to take anything from strangers? But at Halloween, they get to go and have a lot of fun and get to have candy and get to dress up, and so it's a great time of the year. It's also a time of the year, though, that we do have to keep safety in mind so everybody can enjoy it and have fun without falling victim to some of the dangers. Halloween is actually one of the biggest times of the year for motor vehicle accidents involving kids, and especially pedestrian-related accidents the chances of a child being hit by a car are pretty much doubled on Halloween versus any other time of the year. And, you know, if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense because kids are out usually a little bit later than they might normally be or they're out after dark on Halloween because it tends to get dark earlier and they're out trick-or-treating and they may be not paying enough attention to Checking both ways before they cross the road. They might be in a costume with a mask, where their vision may be somewhat hampered, and they may not see a car coming. And it may be difficult for vehicles to, for drivers to see the kids if the kids are in dark-colored clothing or costumes. If they don't have something on them reflective that, or flashlights or something to indicate there's somebody somebody in the road, drivers may have a very difficult time spotting them. So there are, much, it's a much higher chance of a child being a victim of a car accident, being hit by a car on Halloween than other times of the year. There's also an increase in the amount of emergency room visits due to Halloween, from injuries from anywhere related to trying to, you know, carve a pumpkin, may get injuries to the hands or fingers from the knives or utensils used for carving a pumpkin, may get burns from candles, a child may trip and fall and get injured if their costume's too long. There's all kinds of things that can happen on Halloween, that we need to just be aware of and take some precautions so that we don't have to worry so much about them and we can just focus on having fun. And we especially want our kids to enjoy and have fun and not have any injuries related to Halloween. So today we're going to talk about some of those Halloween safety tips that you need to know so you can protect your child. Now, like I said, Halloween is this fun time where kids get to dress up in their imagination, and I remember very fondly with my kids over the years some of the costumes that they wore, and um, in fact, my husband and I were just talking about our youngest son once dressed up as a no-parking sign. I don't know what. I think there was something with a cartoon that they watched where somebody was afraid of no parking signs. I can't remember what the show was or the character or anything. But for some reason, my son thought it would be really funny to dress, dress up as a no parking sign. Well, that's not something you can really go buy in the store. So what we did was he wore a gray sweatsuit, sweatshirt and sweatpants. And then we made a no-parking sign and attached it to a piece of cardboard to make a mask for him and cut out holes. And um, and then he went and he stood by our street sign. <laughs> and it was uh, just one of those quirky, clever costumes that he came up with. And uh, another one was a 401K. Back when the recession hit in about 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, my son decided he was going to be a 401k, and he had this big box that he wore, and on the front of it was posted a uh, kind of a graph from Dow Dow Jones or one of the, you know, stock uh, market reports. And it showed a, a you know a downward line and and uh, dramatic red of a 401k going downhill, and uh, he wanted to to scare people with that. So you know my kids came up with quirky clever costumes all the time, and um, you know and then of course sometimes they would dress up as their favorite characters. Would, when uh, one of my sons was really little, he would wear uh, he wore. Blue's Clues. He was blue from Blue's Clues one time. And, um, you know, just it's so much fun when kids get to use their imagination and they get to either, you know, buy a costume or if you help them make and create a costume, they want to have fun with it, but you also have to make sure that you are taking some precautions to keep those costumes safe and keep your child safe in that costume. So it's really recommended if you can use, uh, instead of a mask, if you can use face paint. But with face paints or makeup, you need to make sure that you test for allergic reactions first before using it on your child. Or make sure that you're buying hypoallergic uh, tested makeup. Some of the makeup kits that get sold in the stores, specifically for Halloween, you really need to read the labels because not all of those have been tested for safety, and some of those can contain ingredients that can be very irritating to a child's sensitive skin. So if you're not sure, then do a little patch test on the inside of your child's arm near the elbow and a couple of days ahead of time, and see if they have any kind of reaction. The last thing you want to do is to paint your, whole, your child's whole face and then find out that they're allergic. I actually had a, have a friend who had that happen to them. Several years ago, their son wanted to be Darth Maul from the Star Wars and Episode One, The Phantom Menace. And they painted the child's face with the black and red to you know make him look like Darth Maul. And the poor kiddo ended up being allergic to the face paint. And he had a bad reaction. His face all broke out and he was just miserable. And it was not a fun experience at all. So you want to make sure that you test it first, just in case. And make sure that your child's not going to be allergic to it. And if your child does have to wear a mask as part of their costume, if if face paint or makeup is just not going to cut it, then make sure that the eye holes are large enough that they can see out of them and that their vision is not obstructed. That's very important because when they're trying to walk around in this costume, you don't want them tripping and falling or not seeing the vehicle in the street when they're crossing the street. You don't want them getting hurt. You also want to make sure that their costumes fit them well, because if they are too baggy or they're, you know, falling below the shoes and they're tripping on them, that's not going to be safe. So check to make sure that the costume itself is not going to become a tripping hazard. You know, and some of these costumes, uh, especially for like little girls, come with these little um dress-up shoes, you need to be very careful about those. Is your child really going to be able to walk safely in those and be able to cross the street safely in them and be able to go through yards and sidewalks without tripping and falling or having the shoes fall off while they're trying to walk? So those may not be the best idea for wearing out trick-or-treating. Maybe they need to you know, wear them inside at a Halloween party instead of when they're actually out trick-or-treating. So those are some things to keep in mind when you have a costume that your child is choosing and you want to make sure that everything is safe with that costume. Now, when your kids are decorating for Halloween or when you are decorating, if you're going to be carving a pumpkin and making jack-o'-lanterns, You want to be very careful about the utensils that you use. And I recommend getting a pumpkin carving safety kit. There are carving kits that are made specifically for kids. You still need to supervise their use because they still can get injured with them. It's just not as likely. Uh, You need to make sure that you're watching your kids and that you're helping them. And really, younger kids should not be doing the cutting work. Adults should be doing that. Um, But you can use some of these kid-friendly pumpkin carving kits that you can easily find at a lot of different stores this time of year. And another alternative is you can paint your pumpkins. That's a lot of fun. Kids really enjoy doing that. You can um, do stickers on your pumpkins to decorate them. There's all kinds of ways you can decorate a pumpkin besides having to cut it up. There's also alternative pumpkin decorating kits, and there are more and more. Every every year, the past few years, I've been seeing more and more characters offered and more uh, different styles offered of these pumpkin decorating kits that usually consist, if it's a character, like for example, I have one that is Yoda from Star Wars. And it consists of a plastic Yoda head that you put on, you just push it into the top of the pumpkin. It's got a stick um, attached to it. And you just push it into the top of the pumpkin. And then it comes with arms and legs. And you just push those into each side of the pumpkin. And voila, you've got a Yoda pumpkin or whatever character you choose. Because like I said, there's lots of different ones. And every year I'm seeing more of these pop up. You've got a very simple, easy way. I mean, it literally took me, you know, a minute or two to pop this thing together and decorate a pumpkin. And it's safe. It's easy. It's fun. And, you know, you don't have any risk of getting hurt. Because unfortunately, like I said earlier, with pumpkin carving, that sends a lot of people to the emergency room this time of year with hand and finger cuts and injuries, lacerations that require stitches. And that's no fun. Nobody wants to bleed all over their jack o' lantern and have to go get stitches at the hospital. So, pumpkin decorating is something that we need to be aware of the dangers. And uh, we also, if you're going to light your pumpkin, it's really recommended not to use candles, especially if that pumpkin is going to be like on a walkway or anywhere where it could brush up against a child's costume or it could get knocked over. Um, Now, if you're going to have it in a safe spot away from where anybody can accidentally bump it over or their costume get in contact with it, you know, that might be okay if you're checking on it and keep it supervised. But instead of using candles, there's all kinds of battery-operated candle lights. They look like tea lights, but they're actually just battery-operated, and you don't have the risk of flames. And you can use LED lights. You could stick a flashlight in there. There's lots of alternatives to using a candle inside your jack-o-lantern that are a lot safer. And if you're going to line your walkway with, um, I can't remember what they're called, you know, the little paper bag lantern type uh, lit up, you know, they're cut out um, usually or just, you know, lining a sidewalk to light it up. Again, there's safer alternatives than candles to go with that. So I really don't advise using candles for anything like that. There's too much chance that it could get knocked over by a child and start a fire or catch the child on fire. Let's talk about trick-or-treat safety. Trick-or-treating is so much fun for kids, but we have to make sure that they're aware of what safety precautions they need to be taking, and you as a parent need to be enforcing to make sure that they are Going to get to have a good time without being in danger. So, for younger children, you absolutely want to have adult supervision. Kids shouldn't be sent out on their own, um, even within a group, until they're, you know, about preteen age, you know, maybe 11, 12 years old. Um, They can go as a group. And I still advise having some adult supervision, but, you know, if they're staying close by and they have a cell phone and are able to stay in contact with you, then that's great. But for younger children especially, you always want to have an adult with them and make sure that they're supervised. And don't let your child go out alone by themselves to go trick-or-treat. You know, they need to be at least with a group They want to use flashlights to make sure that they can watch out for hazards, for tripping hazards in the road, on sidewalks, in yards, so they can see their way around. So every child should have a flashlight, and then they should have some either reflective tape on their costumes, or carry glow sticks, or wear some glow-type jewelry that they are visible to drivers and to other people that are out and about. You know, some of these costumes, especially if they're dark colored, it's going to be very hard for drivers to see them. So you want to make sure that there is some way to make your child visible. And there's lots of different, um, I've seen reflective stickers that you can put on costumes, reflective tape. There's, of course, glow sticks they can carry, wands, necklaces, bracelets, um, you know, that light up. Or if your child has light up shoes that they can wear, those are very popular these days. You know, you want some way that they are visible. And they need to make sure to only go to houses that have their porch light turned on and that are well lit, on on well-lit streets where they can see. You know, if somebody has their porch light turned off, typically that means they're not participating in Halloween and they're not handing out candy. So teach your child to make sure the porch light is on before they go up and ring the bell. And you want to make sure that they know to look both ways, of course, before they cross the road that they need to be aware that it may be difficult for drivers to see them, so they need to be looking out for drivers, and they need to be looking out for other people and practice those safety precautions. And then let's talk about eating the candy when we get it back home. Candy safety. Now, back in my day when I was a kid, there was all this... um, buzz about candy being tampered with and oh my gosh there could be razor blades that have been put in the candy bars or in you know in an apple and you know kids were being poisoned by candy well honestly a lot of that has turned out to just be urban legends we really statistics haven't proven or shown any You know, real candy tampering going on over the years. Not that it could not happen, but it's really not a big issue like it was made out to be. With that said, you still need to take a look. Go through your child's candy before you let them eat it, just to make sure that, you know, everything looks on the up and up. And if they have received any homemade treats from somebody that you don't know, then it might be a good idea to toss those out just in case. So, you know, be on the lookout for something suspicious or weird-looking or unwrapped treats. You know, sometimes I've even bought a bag of candy and found, you know, one or two pieces that didn't have the wrapper on. And, you know, they get kind of germy if they've been in the bowl and kids have been grabbing um, candy out with their hands. So toss the unwrapped treats. But you don't have to worry too much about your child's candy being poisoned or something being put inside the Halloween candy to hurt your child. Now, of course, as parents, we kind of get the bonus of going through our kids' candy and maybe uh, picking out, pilfering a little bit for ourselves of our favorites. And I confess, I did that when my kids were little because they'd bring home tons of candy. We'd get back and they would have, you know, way more candy than they could ever um, eat in, you know, (laughs) weeks even because I don't allow them to just sit and eat all they want. Um, You know, so I would take a few for myself. And I think pretty much all parents do that. So we get to have that little added bonus of, yeah, we need to check your candy for safety, which we are. But we get to take what we want to. <laughs> so I think, you know, some parents call that the, the parent tax or the mom tax on Halloween candy. So, yeah, tell your kids not to eat any candy until you've looked at it first. And, you know, check to make sure it all looks okay most of the time. You're not going to have any issue. In all the years that my kids went trick or treating, we never found anything suspicious in their candy. Never thought there was anything um, that we worried about that we had to throw out other than candy that wasn't wrapped. And, you know, maybe it had accidentally been unwrapped or maybe the factory (laughs) didn't wrap it in the first place. Like I said, sometimes that happens. But we never found anything suspicious. I don't know anybody personally, who has ever found anything in their child's candy that concerned them. And then, of course, you want to let your kids go ahead and have some candy Halloween night. I mean, they've, they've looked forward to going and trick-or-treating and getting the candy and having fun. So, of course, let them enjoy some of their candy But you do want to make sure, of course, that they kind of eat it in moderation and that you only allow them to have a certain amount periodically so that they're not overindulging and getting tummy aches. You know, there's lots of kids that will eat so much candy on Halloween that they are sick to their stomachs and feeling miserable by the time they go to bed that night or the next morning. So we don't want them to overdo it, but we do want them to have fun and indulge and, and enjoy Halloween so I hope that you will use these tips and tricks to keep your kids safe this Halloween, to have fun, to enjoy it. I hope that everybody will have a fantastic time while they're out celebrating, whether it's trick-or-treating or whether it's at a Halloween party. And I would love, if you want to share your kids' costumes and. Um, Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash show and share with us a picture of your child's costume and we would, you know, be happy to see those and share those and let's, you know, have a fun and safe Halloween. This is a great time of year that a lot of kids look forward to, so let's make it safe and happy for them. This is Tamara Walker. Thank you for listening to Ask Mom RN. I encourage you to connect with me over at momrn.com. You can find all of our past episodes of Ask Mom RN at momrn.com and more information about raising healthier, safer, and happier kids. I would also encourage you to, again, go to our Facebook page, connect with us there at facebook.com forward slash Ask Show. And we have a mom's group on Facebook called Moms Raising Happy, Healthy Families. And I encourage you to join us there. I would also love it if you would sign up for our newsletter at momrn.com. There's a little um, pop-up that will allow you to put in your email address, and you can stay connected with us there and find out the latest going on at Momrn with our podcast and with tips that we have for you to help you with raising happy, healthy families. This is Tamara Walker, and I'm saying happy Halloween, everyone, and I'll be back with you again next week to share more tips to help you to raise healthy, safer, happy kids.